It's time for JT the Brick. Hey, JT, how you doing, man? A lot of people think this is the year of the Chargers. Vegas handicappers, NFL insiders. Fortunately, I've been down this road before. Another reminder that the Chargers didn't make the playoff last year. NFL Network, another reminder that the Chargers did not make the playoffs last year. They lost in Las Vegas. Get me some anti-Charger stuff in here now. Sound off like you got a pair. JT the Brick. They have the choke gene. They choke. The Chargers with the C, they choke. I should have nine lines packed every segment destroying the Chargers. Use the phone like a weapon. I want an all-out assault from the Raider Nation on the opposition. Just win, baby. And now, here's JT the Brick. Out of the gate, JT with you. Welcome to the Friday edition. JT the Brick Show here brought to you by PTs, our favorite best happy hour in town. Five to seven, midnight to two. I will be having a bucket of Modellos at PTs today in advance. A Motley Crue, Death Leopard, Joan Jett, and Poison. Yeah, I'm going. What else am I going to do? Kids are gone. They're in college. We're empty nesters. Wife and I love rock and roll. I like some of these bands much, much, much better decades ago. But I'll go in there, man, because I support Vegas. I support rock and roll, and I love Allegiant Stadium, man. I love Allegiant Stadium, so that's my night tonight. If you're going to the show, let us know. Raider Nation, as we count down, we're about a week away from the home opener. But there's a lot of unfinished business today as I unleash I unleash the hounds of the Raider Nation on the Chargers today. Today's a phone day. Today is like, come after the Chargers hard. That's what you do on a flagship station. A good flagship station, you, what your job is, is to motivate, intensify, and lift up the masses of the Raider Nation. That's all I do. I might not be your cup of tea every day, but I don't know anybody who knows how to fire up people more than me when it comes to this, the Chargers and the Raiders. So you want to get on this show today. I need the final score. I need the big play. And I need what's going to happen in this game. What are you excited about? What are you concerned about? And number one, you should be damn concerned about the Chargers. You should be damn concerned about this team. They're finally really good. Okay? I've been saying this. I've been kicking these guys when they're down. You know me. Okay? You know what I do with the Chargers. Okay? Finally, they're damn good. Finally, they're really good. Finally, they're a favorite over the Raiders on the road or at home. So... I don't think they're better. I'm not saying they're better, but they're damn good. This is not a walkover anymore. This is not, hey, man, we're playing the Chargers, going to split with the Chargers or win two out of them. Hell no. It's going to take a lot to beat this team once, let alone twice. So everything is on the line now. Justin Herbert era has begun. I've compared him to John Elway. I haven't compared him to, like, Stan Humphreys and Phillip Rivers who's going to the Hall of Fame, Philip Rivers, by the way, fact, not fiction. I compare this guy to John Elway. Now, the Raiders beat John Elway a lot. They did. Ask Howie Long and Greg Townsend. They owned him at times. But John Elway is one of the greatest of all times. Justin Herbert is that great. He's not good. He's elite. Okay? So Derek, I think, is at a very high level, too, in the ballpark with Justin Herbert. He's not Justin Herbert at the same age. Derek started off 0-10. Justin Herbert did not start off 0-10. Justin Herbert is bigger, stronger. Justin Herbert is Josh Allen. Hey, did you see Josh Allen last night? How the hell did he look? Oh, my God. And he had a couple turnovers in the game. And he was the best player on the field. So the Raiders have to play the Chargers. 
I wouldn't say a perfect game. You never play a perfect game, especially week one. I mean, again, the example last night was the Bills. 10-10 at the half, they should have been up 30 to nothing. They were much better than the world champs last night. That's why I picked them to win the Super Bowl and picked them to win that game last night. But this is what the Raiders are dealing with. For the next decade, Josh, uh, Justin Herbert's going to get maybe the biggest contract of all time. He's going to play the Raiders twice a year. Just like if it was Aaron Rodgers, he's in a different con- conference, John Elway. Just like it's someone great. And that's never going to go away. Unless he's injured for a game or we don't have to talk about him playing. Okay, The Raiders have a Justin Herbert problem right now. They have to beat him, and he's damn good. So that's why they went out and got Chandler Jones, I think. That's why they have Max extended. That's why they got Trayvon Merrick to play center field and to be that type of player. You know, keep everything in front of you. You hear that, Jonathan Abram? Everything in front of you. No one behind you. You're a safety. Because this guy throws daisy cutter bombs anywhere on the field. Now, the good news is Derek can match him. Derek has got all these massive fourth quarter comebacks, all these monumental moments. He beat Justin Herbert last year and and set up the team on the game-winning drive. Derek can hang with Aaron Rodgers, Josh Allen, and Justin Herbert. But no one in the mass media has Derek as an elite quarterback yet in his ninth year. They already have Justin Herbert there early in his career. They have Joe Burrow there. They have the great Patrick Mahomes there. They don't have Dak Prescott there. Dak's kind of in that boat with Derek. Very good franchise quarterback, you know, 40-plus million a year, whatever, which is the standard for that. But so the Raiders have to find out how to match up, and they're trying to match up with the Raiders. They brought in Khalil Mack and J.C. Jackson. Hopefully J.C. Jackson doesn't play in this game. We'll get to that momentarily. So that's all I'm doing here. I'm just giving you the truth. I dropped the show in reality here, okay? Again, we work for the flagship. We root for the team to win every game. They're not going to win every game. This is a game they're not supposed to win according to NFL media. I tweeted it out before the show. The Raiders, the Raiders put it out. At Raiders.com, the national and media picking against them. They, they, I couldn't believe they put it out. I think it's good content, but they named everyone who picked against them. There's like 20 people that picked the Chargers to win this game. So that should motivate you highly. So that's where we're going today. How do you win the game? Today is my pregame show before I host it on Sunday, and I look for help from you. I look for you to give me a nugget on what's going to happen in this game, special teams, what could happen. You know, I'm a big fan of field goals. I am. Here's why. You need three to win this game. Nine points Carlson's got to get you on top of the extra points. So remember my goal. It's always nine. got to have nine points because the Raiders at times don't score 20. Now they're supposed to. They have Devontae. So from, I need 12 points from Carlson. And you might say, well, what do you mean by that? Well, there's going to be times where they, they have to kick a field goal. It's third and it's third nine. They don't convert on the 30 of the Chargers. They're not going for it. They're putting up three. Carlson's got to get 12 points total. That's three touchdowns with three extra points. That's three. Okay, and then you have three field goals. That's nine. So you need 12 points from Carlson to just start the game. And I, I love this topic because I always charted it with J- Janikowski and Carlson's the best, maybe the best clutch kicker in the league. And then from the Raiders, you need a minimum of three touchdowns. So I just said to win this game, you got to have three touchdowns and you got to have three field goals. That's it. That's the only chance you have to win this game. 
Now, if the game ends 17-14, find me on Monday. I was wrong completely. Maybe, maybe it's a sloppy game. The ball's on the ground. Defense plays great. Embrace the bleeping shootout, everybody. You don't have to embrace the shootout every game. You have to against Justin Herbert. Did you see him on 4th and 23 last year? I was sitting right in front of him when he faded back to the 23, 33 in front of me and threw a pass. It was the, it was the best pass I ever saw live in my life, ever. In that, that touchdown in the end zone, he faded back to the 33. My seats are on the 23. He threw a bullet into double coverage, and both Raider defenders were right next to the receiver, and they couldn't get their hand up fast enough to knock it down. That's what Justin Herbert does. This coach is a wackadoodle. The coach is a lunatic. I call him boy blunder. I get credit for that. He will go for it on fourth down because he trusts his quarterback to make a play on fourth down. I don't know what Josh McDaniels trusts Derek to do yet. They haven't worked yet. Uh, I know this other coach trusts Justin Herbert on fourth down to go for it every time. Go. Just keep going. I want to keep you on the field. Raiders are going to have to handle that, and we're going to get to that too. But this is, you know, I wanted to say this for a while. This is a big Derek game, and Derek needs to know that because he knows it. His best friend's Khalil Mack. Joey Bosa talks crap about him every time he can. Joey Bosa is a punk when it comes to this rivalry. The Raiders have dominated him at times, ran right at him. Bosa has been a no-show in some of these games in this rivalry. I know I've been there. But he has the ability to explode. And he likes to talk trash with Derek. Bosa's not a very smart guy. Like, if Bosa was on the radio, I'd probably hang up with him if he was a caller. He couldn't get through his call. He's not a sharp guy. His brother's better than him, but he's damaging. He could be really tough with Khalil Mack on the other side. And Derek knows that, too. Derek got Devontae, Hunter Renfro, Darren Waller. Figure it out. Figure it out. Because the concern, as I talked to the legendary Raider Mort today, who explained it perfectly to me in my pre-show phone call, he says when you leave in a tight end to chip and you leave in a fullback or a running back to block, you're lessening your offense. You're, you're sending less people into the pattern. And I agree with him on that because I think that's what the Raiders are probably going to do. They're going to chip with Foster Moreau, and they're going to make sure one of their running backs stays in to block and protect Derek as an extra blocker because the offensive line hasn't been tested. They haven't done well, and they're not a great offensive line to begin with. So you got to have protection, and this would be the game to do it. I don't think you need that type of protection against Arizona, Houston, certain other teams. You'll need it against Jacksonville. Holy crap, they got edge rushers who are fast and young. So the game plan as I'm rolling here, is going to be really important. Pass protection, screens, running the ball. I'm surprised, you know, yesterday we had a lot of good phone calls. A lot of Raider fans buying into running the ball in this game. How about it? That's a good topic for you to call in on. Is this the game where you don't abandon the pass? But is this the game where Josh McDaniels goes, our advantage is running the ball right at Khalil Mack with Colt Miller on the left side. Let's just run downhill. Let's just run right down there and do it. So I don't know. I don't know what the game plan is because these guys are stealth. I was talking to Damon. He's running the show today. These guys are stealth. They don't tell you anything. Nothing. They don't tell you anything over there at Intermountain Healthcare Performance Center. I know. I've done two interviews this week. I've interviewed the coach for an hour, 40 minutes on TV and 10 on radio yesterday. And the guy's looking right through my eyes and it's just like, hey. We're going to do this, this. There's no details for radio because he doesn't have to. He's not tipping his hand to Boyd Blunder and Brandon Staley. So none of you guys and gals or used guys, as Joe Pesci would say, have a damn clue what's going to happen in L.A. We're just hoping for the best. 
And we're hoping that it's aggressive and it's clean. What the Raiders did in the preseason, which was great, is they ran a clean program. Not a lot of penalties in practice, not penalties in games. Everybody do your job. Would you hear that before? Do your job and do it right. And they did. And the guys they kept on this 53-man roster are really good at not being bad. Haven't you heard Coach McDaniel say that a bunch? In order to win, you have to learn not to lose. So that's what they've preached this entire training camp. Don't hurt us with a offsides. Don't hurt us with a false start. Don't have us go backwards in a game because you didn't do your job right. But that's the preseason. They were 4-0 in the preseason. They looked pretty good in practice when I went. They looked really good. I mean, the coach, when I was interviewing him yesterday, was like really loose and happy. Everything, everything has been done brilliantly. I don't recall a time in Raider history where they had no one injured on an injury report. So when we were talking about where's Clee Farrell, he hasn't practiced in a week. Where's this guy? How come he's not out on the field? They handled it perfectly. Anybody who had a slight little issue, they didn't play, and then they got them ready for the start of the season. They're completely healthy. That's pretty cool. So are they going to use those players? I don't know what the rotation's going to look like, but I think the Raiders, if they played the Chargers ten times, they'd win five. They would. I wouldn't pick them to win seven or eight. Are you nuts? The Chargers are good. And I don't think some Charger fans and national media think if the Raiders played the Chargers ten times, the Chargers would win seven. So that's what we're dealing with on the flagship is that the national media is buying into this Charger hype again. They do it every year. I record it. I study it. I'm fascinated by it. I watch other national shows, and they just drink the Kool-Aid because they get stuffed animals. They get free coffee and bagels. The Charger caravan goes around L.A. It stops off at Fox Sports 1 where the guy in the morning doesn't know anybody, anything about sports. Hey, okay, here's a, here's a stuffed animal. Here's a free cup of coffee. Here's bagels for your, 11, for your 11 people on your staff who write your show because you don't go to any games, you don't watch any sports, and just read off the script about the Chargers, and we're great. And then they get in the caravan, and then they go to the Charger flagship station. And they come out, and they have bagels and coffee and stuffed animals, and they sit down with the host and say, say this about us. Happens every year. And then the Raider haters on top of it. Fortunately for the Raider Nation, the Raider Nation owns, absolutely owns Los Angeles, where there are more Raider fans than Ram fans and Charger fans combined. Combined. That's fact, not fiction. Did you see that lame-ass crowd last night? There were 30,000 Buffalo Bills fans. Not three, 30,000. How do I know that? Because I have friends who went who are Buffalo fans from Buffalo and also from Orange County, and they said the tailgating was so embarrassing for the Rams. The tailgating is so big for Buffalo, Bills Mafia, that there was a sea of Bills fans in every section of every parking lot as the Ram fans just like having two, two beers and going. They don't, they don't want to deal with the Bills and the Raider fans. They don't, know, they don't have that DNA. They don't know how to tailgate like the Bills and the Raiders. You imagine the Bills and the Raiders in the same parking lot? Bills Mafia, Raider Nation, Black Hole. That's a tailgate. So the game last night was really interesting to me. I really thought Buffalo. Do you see Buffalo's defense? Holy God. How many waves of linebackers and defensive tackles and Von Miller were they throwing around there? That's the type of defensive roster that the Raiders are shooting for with Dave Ziegler. And he's got it with Max and Chandler and Perryman and hopefully Merrig, right? 
But, you know, another draft, another year of free agency, one more guy in one spot. Then you start to look at Buffalo's defense and go, man, the Raiders' defense needs to look like that. They looked damn good last night, that defense. They sacked Stafford seven times in his building. I mean, that, that's, that's pretty impressive. So I was impressed with Buffalo. I'm impressed with the Raiders. But I've, been, I've done this rodeo many years, man, going into week one when we do the pregame show from the M Resort coming up on Sunday. I'm not going to look back on stats. It's a fresh year. I, I need about three or four games to now see the trends. About three or four games. I'm going. I'm, I can't wait to go to Nashville. We got an announcement coming up on that. And then by the time we get to Nashville, it's week three. Now we're starting to look at trends, yards per carry. How many times is Carr throwing it? How many targets is Devontae getting? Now we're just sitting here enjoying it. We're just hoping for the best, hoping for a victory to start 1-0. and And I'll say it again before the weekend. If the Raiders lose the game, the Arizona game becomes a must win. Must win. In the AFC, period. I know it's a it's a non-conference game. you got to win that. And if the Raiders win this game, and I hope they do, they're off to the races. If the Raiders win this game, they'll go 2-0, and and then everybody in the country will be talking Raiders, Raiders, like they were last year and the year before when the Raiders opened up at home or with victories on the road. Remember, they won at Pittsburgh. They won at Carolina. They beat Lamar Jackson at home. They beat Drew Brees at home in the home opener. Raiders have gotten off to some decent starts here. But I'm very patient with the team now because I know from talking to Dave Ziegler on the record and off the record and seeing his vision and what he's doing, I'm confident that the Raiders are on the right track. More so than I even I could say in the last 10 years when I saw some really good Raider teams and I liked the coaches and I believed in the product. I think that this is like a little bit more buttoned up. There's much more of a plan in regards to the personnel that's here and that's going to come in next and who they have in contracts and expiring contracts and not picking up options. We all know what's going on. This is a year where the Raiders are going to try to win every game, but it's the first year for Dave and Josh to kind of look at the roster and get it to where they want it to be. And it's not going to happen week one. It's going to take a little bit of time. All right, so the phone lines are open. Second hour, Vic Tafer, part of our insider network. Thrilled to have Vic on. And then I hosted the State of the Union on TV. It's streaming. You can find it on YouTube. The State of the, State of the Team with Josh McDaniels. I did, I did 40 minutes with him for TV. We cut up about 20. We'll do it in two parts, uh, my conversation with him. That'll be the last hour of the show. And then I'm pretty open up this first hour. I'm looking for the final score. How do the Raiders win? I'm looking to go, know if you're going to the game. Are you, are you driving? Are you flying? Where are you tailgating? Who are you hooking up with? And all of that. Oh, and I'm also excited. A week from today, we're hosting another big remote. I like to do big remotes, not small remotes. We're going to be at Cafe Americano right outside Caesars on the Strip. It's an outdoor patio. It's an amazing location. They're going to debut the Gorilla Rilla bobblehead. Modelo is putting it on. We're going to have uh, several Raider fans coming out already confirmed. The Black Holes coming there to support me as always. Uh, my Modelo's. We'll be there. My bucket of Modelo's on a Friday. They're sponsoring it for us. Cafe Americano is an outside patio indoor restaurant right there. Mister's beautiful view. Center strip. Next Friday from noon to 2. Please come out and support the show. Next weekend's a monster out here. We have that on Friday. We have Canelo Triple G. I'll be ringside for that on Saturday. And then Raiders home opener. How's that, Las Vegas? You think we got some stuff? Oh, and the, the Aces. Mark Davis and the Aces should probably have a championship by then or close to it. 
because they're a heavy favorite to win. Let's see what they do in the WNBA Finals. Really rooting for Mark on this as he took over the team, bought the team, and did he not elevate it? Becky Hammond, right? Paying the players, giving them better travel, better life, and Mark Davis deserves a ring there for that. And um, I'm hoping, I'm confident that he's going to get a ring in football here in the next couple of years with everything he put together here. 702-365-9200. Start us off on a Friday. Raider Jay in the Bay on the flagship. What's happening? What's up, my brother? Long time no talk, but I still listen to you every day, Thank man. You. Yes, sir. Um, I'm in Wisconsin right now, so people, my friends, my Niner friends, be calling me Green Bay Jay, but I'll always be Raider Jay, baby. And I'm hype. I'm ready for the season. Bosa, he's as sharp as a marble. I wish Carr would talk some smack, though. He's just such a polite Christian guy. You know, Tom Brady calling him the mf and all that stuff. I just wish he would just throw a couple of decks, but I guess he don't want to poke the bear with Khalil Mack. You know, it's his buddy. But, JT, everyone keeps on saying we're going to shorten the game. We're going to run the ball. I disagree. I think we've got to do shootout all the time. Because I'm not, I'm not a big buyer into his defense. I don't know this, Graham, dude. I did watch your State of the Union. It was like 40 minutes on YouTube. And... I think they will start running the ball in the beginning of the game, you know, get the momentum, you know, score first. They can't go behind like they did that first game with the Chargers. And that game screwed us the whole year with tiebreakers. Mm -hmm. This game is huge. This is like winning two games, maybe two and a half games. So run the ball early, you know, control the tempo. And if it's not working, I think we got to score 30, JT. I'm looking at 33-30 Raiders because, like you said, when Herbert came into our house, when the pandemic – I, I agree with you like 90% of the time, but on this one, I've seen Tom Brady go in there and rip it more than uh, Herbert. I think he dropped five dimes on us in that game, but Herbert, he's right there. You know, who knows? He could be the next, got to see this guy for 15 years, Mahomes. Mm-hmm. And we, you know, we got Russ now in here. So we got, these games are huge. This division's going to be a bloodbath. And guess what? At the end, we'll be, we predict that I think me and you did. I predict 10 and 7 last year. This year, mm-hmm. I'm going 11, I'm going 11 and 6. Yeah, and, and I'm fine with that if you want to. And I appreciate yeah. the call, Jay. Good to hear from yeah. you, man. Keep it up, man. Good, Good phone call. Okay, bro. Thank yeah. you. You know, look, I, I predicted nine last year. They won 10. I'm predicting 10 this year only because of the, the schedule being difficult. I can't I can't look at this schedule and pick 10, 12 wins. I can't. I can't do it. I didn't do it for Kansas City. I mean, there's going to be losses for all these AFC West teams. They're playing each other. But I, I here's the key. The Raiders go into every game they play this year with the ability to win. I couldn't say that three years ago when they went into Kansas City. They had no shot. They had no chance of winning in Kansas City. They did two years ago in that great car game, but the team was a little bit better, Mad Max. But three, four years ago, the the birth of Mahomes and Andy Reid, they were going to get swept most likely from Kansas City, and they did. Now I know that the Raiders can beat Kansas City anywhere, anytime. They can beat the Chargers. They've been able to do that, and they might be able to sweep Denver still. But you got knuckleheads now picking Denver to go to the Super Bowl. But I know what the Raiders can do because I've been out at practice. I've talked to people. We have the guests on the show. We know how good they could be. We don't know if this offensive line can pass protect. We know they can run block. Any NFL offensive lineman can run block. They wouldn't be in the NFL. They know the snap count. They're going first, and they're pushing ahead. Pass protection, when guys are bending around the corner and taking your head off, these guys got to prove that they can do it. These guys got to prove that they can pass protect. These guys got to prove that they can step up in a big game in Los Angeles against the Chargers and that they can hold the line. Hold the line. 
Make sure if you're a Luminor, biggest opportunity of your life, Simpson, Andre James, don't get bull rushed and knocked down. And I think they can do that. I think they're getting heat from around the media, and those guys are pissed, and Derek is feeding it to them. Derek is telling him, like Brady admitted it. He's been telling his offensive line all preseason, this is what they're saying about you. If Brady's doing it, you know Derek's doing it. They'll be ready to go. This is a tough football team. These guys are tough. They got Chandler Jones and Max Crosby are badasses. Perryman walking around with that winter hat on, taking his shirt off. He's got a 12-pack. He's a badass. But now the Chargers got a badass in Khalil Mack. I can't believe Mack's a Charger. Anywhere else. I'm friends with him. Had a great time with him in London. Pictures with my sons. Khalil Mack is a great football player. He's not. He might have lost a quarter of a step. He's a Charger? Are you kidding me? That's every other team. 31 other teams he could have landed at, including the Raiders. He's a Charger. You don't think he's ready to go? Block his ass. The great Chris in West Oakland. Now I know it's game day coming up. Hello, Chris. Hey, JT. Yeah, I, I had to get in the day before the season started, and I'll give you my, my predictions uh, real, real quick. Uh, I'm with you. My biggest concern with the Raiders is their offensive line. But, again, going back to a year ago, they had it was like a perfect storm. Not only were they unproven, they got hurt. I think if they stay healthy, I still don't think there's a lot of depth, but I think if they stay healthy, they can be, they can be anywhere from good to really good. Not, still not quite sold on Simpson or Andre James, but they were both banged up a lot last year. <clears throat> but if they can just be good to very good, that should give Carr plenty of time to u- utilize the weapons that they went out and got this team have. Scoring points should not be a problem for this team. Defensively, the one thing I'm a little worried about Seems like we've been saying this forever and ever and ever, the linebackers. That's the one thing they've never went out and upgrade, and then, you know, you lose a couple of guys to injury. Are they going to be able to cover running backs out of the field? Are they going to be able to stop the run? The secondary's unproven, but by all intents, it sure looks like it's going to be improved. We've got guys that know how to play the football. They don't look completely lost. So, like I said on your night show the other day, I'm going to predict 11 wins, JT, 11 and 6. Mm-hmm. I don't know that that's going to be good enough to win the division. Until somebody knocks the Chiefs off, they're still my pick. But the Raiders are going to be in the conversation this year. And you're right. Every team in the AFC West, whether it's they could get a couple of breaks of the ball here and there, could be the difference in winning 12 games in a division and winning nine games and missing the playoffs. And I'm with you a 1,000%. I'm already tired of hearing about the Broncos. Russell Wilson hasn't been Russell Wilson the last couple of years. Now, maybe that's due to circumstances in, in Seattle. But the Broncos were not just a quarterback away. But every year there's the trendy pick. And usually by week 9 or 10, we realize that, that they were way, way overrated as a team. I'm going to close with this, JT. Never thought I'd ever hear you mention the WNBA in your monologue and on a show. I'm not going to put you in a, in a, in a position to ever badmouth anything Mark Davis does. But please, let's not act like a ring in the WNBA is a ring in the support. It's a minor league sport being supported by major league dollars, the NFL, in Mark Davis's case, and the NBA. Had to get my, my, that off my chest with you mentioning the WNBA. They might win a championship, but it's not a ring in the grand scheme of things like a real championship in a major sport. Thank you, my friend. I'll talk to you later. Yeah, I couldn't disagree with you more uh, because I'm pro-Mark Davis, and I'm proud of that, and anybody else who says no, I could give a crap about you. I want Mark to have happiness and have wins. It is the WNBA. These are the best, best professional basketball players in the world, female basketball players in the world. It's not LeBron James in the NBA. We know that. It's a real sport. 
it's a real championship and Vegas is the favorite to do it. I would like to see Mark Davis have the joy of winning that as much as I'd like to see him win multiple Super Bowls. I haven't spent a lot of time on a lot of different sports. You know what I like to talk about on the show. I live in Vegas. I'm pro Vegas. Let's go see these gals go get a ring and have some fun here and enjoy it. And for Mark to bring him out on the field or celebrate something at a Raider home game, I think it would be pretty cool. All right, we're off to a good start. Vic Tafer, state of the team with the head coach. Open lines for you, 702-365-9200. Have you been to Resorts World? You know I love it there. The biggest, most expensive, elaborate property in Vegas history, and they're a proud partner of our show. From everything they do, a doghouse where I met for Monday Night Football, Red Tail, Eight Cigar Lounge, their concerts, Carrie Underwood, the pool, head on out to Resorts World. Welcome back to the JT The Brick Show, brought to you by Resorts World Las Vegas, the newest property on the Strip. Motley crew tonight. Will Vince, will Vince show up? It's kind of like a quarterback. Will Carr show up? Will Herbert show up? Will Vince Neal give us something to remember, or are they going to have to carry Vince? With a little technology behind him, wink, wink. Joe Elliott, a Depp Leopard. Brent Michaels, a Poison. And supposedly, Joan Jett is killing it on this tour. Everybody who saw Joan Jett says she's doing a great job. So that's the big show tonight here in Vegas. Weird weather today. I was up super early today, and it looks like the fire's from California. The smoke is here now. It's raining in Southern California, which is kind of weird. SoFi is a weird place with... And I just want to get this out before I get to the phone calls. What a what a job the NFL did to set up Buffalo. They gave Buffalo a bad game. You got to go play the world champs on the other side of the country. Buffalo won that game. Do you know they don't play till the 19th? They don't play not this Monday. They play the following Monday, not the following Sunday. So Buffalo doesn't play. They're off today, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, all next week, including Sunday, and they play Monday at home against the Titans. Now, I bring that game up against the Titans, which is really important because the Raiders play the Titans, right? The Raiders play the Titans after that. So if the Titans have to go up to Buffalo and get humiliated, right, say they just get beat up and pushed around, the Raiders play them that following week. So that's going to be an interesting game. Also, Arizona's schedule in front of the Raider game. Raiders got a tough game in front of them. And the league, I was talking to Chris about this and other guys' friends, off the air about this. I mean, how for the league to sit there after the Raiders beat the Chargers ass in week 18 and won that game, the fact that they're putting that in week one and they're not putting it in prime time, what are they doing? The greatest regular season game ever played to finish a season, no debate. You build off all those ratings and momentum. Why do you have that as the first game of the year? Don't you want to build that up again? Don't you want that in like week three or four and throw it on Amazon Prime or throw it on Monday Night Football and then throw all the video up of the Raiders winning that last game and the Chargers being bitter about it? So they dropped that game in in week one, 125 in L.A. I don't even think the Chargers like this game. I think the Chargers would like to kind of get their role going before they played the Raiders in this game. Both of these teams could be rusty. God knows the Rams were really rusty last night. And Sean McVay's the king of not playing anybody in the preseason. How'd that work out, everybody? You think you think it would have been better for his entire team to go up against real football 
for a quarter or two before they played Von Miller in Buffalo? They didn't look like they were ready to play. They got pushed around. Black Hole, Cisco Kid will be there remote next Friday, courtesy of Modelo, Corona, and the Black Hole. Cisco, what's happening? Oh, my man, JT, can you smell it in the air? Football is back, <laughs> baby. Football is back. Oh, man, I'm excited, man. We're going to, few of us are heading out to L.A., can't miss it. Um, Raiders, Chargers. Yeah, I wish it was on prime time, but it is what it is. We're just going to deal the cards that were handed to us, man, and we're just going to do what we do best and just cheer on our team and be loud, man. And we can't wait for the opener. I know you'll be at the tailgate, but we're going to have some surprises for you, too, over there, too. So, man, I just can't wait to get this season started, my man. Yeah, Cisco, what's the vibe in L.A., uh, black hole fans out there? What are you hearing on the ground in Los Angeles? An easy place for Raider fans to get to, but kind of a weird, bizarre parking structure, kind of compared to Carson in San Diego. What's the L.A. black hole Raider Nation thinking about this tailgate? Oh, wow. That means... Joe, Randy, the, all the all the chapter out there, man, they got it. They got about three hundred people coming. Mm. We got a band, food galore, uh, a full bar, kind of like what we have here, you know, in in Vegas and what we had in Oakland, man. Got the hats off to those guys for doing a great job. We're gonna have a good old time. That's a that's a big part of the reason why I'm going. Yeah, so you're going. Uh, so you're going. You get there early. Black hole tailgate. Chargers, I mean, going into SoFi, give them credit. They built a beautiful stadium. I like Allegiant, but, I mean, it should be – you feel like it's that intense in week one because the Raider Nation in L.A. really shows up loud and intense when they're in San Diego oh, yeah. back in the day and especially in L.A. Oh, yeah, yeah. We're, I mean, the Raider Nation in there is going to be loud. You know, I, I, man, why the Chargers moved back to L.A., I have no idea. But it's just – it's a home game. It's a home game. Yeah, so, two uh, two other things yeah, here. Excited. Two other things here. Are they going to let Gorilla Rilla wear his mask, or are they going to be juvenile and kick him out and say he can't do it? What's the update on that? Yeah, yeah, we've been talking about that ever since I, that leaked out. But, uh, yeah, he's going to be there. He went through the proper channels, and uh, our guy representing, you know, not only the Black Hole, but Raider Nation will be there front yeah. and center. Good. And what's up with the – Gorilla Rilla bobblehead that we'll have at the remote next Friday. Ooh. Oh, I'm glad you brought that up. I almost slipped my mind. Yeah, man. Next Friday, Cafe Americana, you being the host with the most. Yeah, we're going to unveil. Uh, I'm sure everybody's seen the uh, Senor bobblehead that came out several years ago. And then last year, we got the Violator bobblehead. Well, we saved. I can't, you know, shine my guys and say we saved the best for last, but we saved the good one for last. And, uh, yeah, we're going to reveal that bad boy in front of uh, Raider Nation at Cafe Americana with you uh, on the mic hosting the show. Sounds good. Have a safe trip there. Have a great time. Let us know. Call us Monday. Tell us about it after the game. Look forward to the W. You got it, brother. The head of the black hole in Vegas, Cisco. Nice nice title to have in this town with the Super Bowl coming here a year from now. F1, all the juice that the black hole has here. Excited about that. Yeah, I mean, they have a 300-person tailgate. Buffalo's tailgate was insane. I mean, Buffalo, re- these fans in Buffalo, give them credit. That's an expensive trip. You fly from Buffalo to L.A., there's no nonstops. You're connecting. You're getting a hotel room. You're going there. You're paying those prices for tickets. And Buffalo showed up in that building. I got some photos on my phone from my buddies in there. They said it was incredible. 
Because in L.A., you want to leave when you're losing traffic, traffic, traffic. Dodgers or whatever fans were pouring out of that game at the start of the fourth quarter, and Buffalo fans really took advantage of it. 702-365-9200. If you're going to Motley Crue and Def Leppard and the show tonight, let us know, too. It's kind of funny. I came in here. There's a bunch of ladies, ladies who work here that are going to the show tonight. They got a room. At the Delano, they got their coolers rocking. They are loading up their coolers. They are dressed looking great. They're going in early, man. They're going into this thing early tonight. So, Allegiant Stadium. you imagine that if the Raiders were home this week coming off that rock concert? But they do a great job at Allegiant turning around these concerts and getting it back in the tours. Everybody working the tours over there do such a great job. It's exciting. Antonio, you're up next on the flagship of the Raiders. Go ahead. JC, I can't wait, man. I'm driving down to Inglewood. Uh, I'll be out there uh, Sunday morning. A um, couple of things. Um, you know what? You mentioned something about Von Miller, and I, it caught my attention about last night. I, a couple of years ago, we were saying he was in, got a little bit of trouble, kind of, but he's turned his career around, got a ring last year. He looked on far. So my comparison is I'm looking for Chandler Jones to be spotlighted like a Von Miller last night. Von Miller was on fire. I'm not a Von Miller lover. I mean, I'm a, I'm a Raider fan, but uh, I really want to see Chandler Jones. He's high price free agents. And my other key... It's going to be Devontae. I got Devontae with um, nine catches for about 142, two touchdowns. I got the Raiders 35-31. Um, mm. And I'm going to be I'm going to be watching big time. I'll be like, when I watch like Steph Curry play, I'm watching his ankle the whole play. I'm going to be watching Illuminor the whole time on the right side. If they're going to put Boza or or or, mm-hmm. or Mac attack on him, so I'm excited. Um, I'll be there. I can't wait and. Um, I'll be listening to the post game after. Uh, Good, JT. thank you. Appreciate it. We'll be at M Resort Spawn Casino if anybody wants to come out and watch the game with us. They got a really nice setup inside the Raiders Tavern and Grill at M or right outside in that Coors Light zone there with the chairs and couches. It's fantastic. M goes out of their way. They are the official hotel of the Silver and Black. So a lot of people are comfortable going there. Eric Allen will be with me on the pregame, and I'll be doing some post games. I know Donald Penn is supposed to be joining me at one of these coming up here. So we're excited about that. Join me at M Resort Spawn Casino with DeMond. They have Nelly. Nelly playing the night before the home opener. You need a hookup from me? You got I got you all set. If you want to go see Nelly, got I got the hookup over here. Yeah, I got the, the meetup. I got the I got the meetup Vegas hookup, right? I got the Grimaldi's hookup. I got the Nelly hookup if you want it over at M. If you're we can talk after the show. Okay, we'll talk after the show. I can promise you I'll get you the hookup there. Gangster Raider checking in ahead of the Charger game. Go ahead. Hey, JT, the little um, media love affair with the um, Dischargers is only going to last one more day because after we smack them in their mouth, I guarantee you, well, I, I believe they're going to lose to Kansas City. They're going to start off 0-2, and this little love affair the media got with them going to go down the drain, and the whole narrative is going to switch because, like you say, I believe we should be 2-0, and and with them being 0-2, Watch how they flip and everybody stop talking about the Chargers and start talking about us. And to me, I think our keys to the game is the first half, we're going to have to run the ball down their throws real tough. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? We get three rushing touchdowns in the first half. Then they're going to make the adjustments, probably have to put eight in the box. Then we go over the top in the second half, and then we get three touchdowns to our receiver, one to Adams, one to Renfo, one to Waller. That's why I believe we go win 42-17 like I told you. You know what I'm saying? And it's the adjustments. Because like you said, Boy Blunder can't hold the candle to Josh uh, mm-hmm. McDaniels. You know what I'm saying? I think that's going to be to our advantage. And our other advantage is, is nobody has any tape on our offense nor our defense.
defense under mm -hmm. either one of our new coordinators. You know what I'm saying? That's to our advantage. And I'm telling you, everybody that's coming to L.A., we're having a picnic on Saturday in Victoria Park. It's free. Just show up and um, tell them Gangster Raiders sent you. And at the Savoy on um, Saturday night, we're having a blackout party. Mm -hmm. And the homie Second of None and them are going to be up there. You know what I'm saying? So just um, watch yourself when you get down here. It's a lot of crime going on in L.A. So if you can, don't drive your good car. Drive your other car and don't <laughs> leave anything valuable in your car. You know what I'm saying? But we're going to party. Let's keep the gangster, y'all. Raiders! Let's go, JT. Yeah, be careful. Always be careful. Always be careful when you go on the road there. I'm not a fan of Inglewood. I'm not. I lived in L.A. for 10 years. Uh, I went to Inglewood to the Forum back in the day to the Lakers and out there. Uh, they did not. They built a beautiful stadium because the owner had the cash to do it, $5 billion, but it's in Inglewood. Ours is on the casino corridor. It's gorgeous. It's got everything you need, and it's in Vegas. Remember, when you leave these games, you're a walking distance to the Strip and a steak and a nightclub and a pool. There, you're in Inglewood. Good luck with that. I mean, again, I'm not a big fan of Inglewood, but they had the dirt there to build it, and the Chargers never planned on being there. You know, the Spanos family had no choice, but they did have a choice. They could have stayed, took the loan from the league, he, the, the Spanos family made their money in real estate. They could have found the money in real estate, just like the Raiders got some free money here. They got a loan. They did what they had to do, and now look at the Raiders' value. And all the Chargers needed to do was stay in San Diego because they had good fans there, really good fans down there. San Diego Charger fans loved that team, and they got ripped from them. And this team is no longer in Oakland, and I, from, I'm telling you, from my mouth to God's ears, I've talked to hundreds upon hundreds of Oakland Raider fans who are on a scale of 1 to 10 were pissed at a 10, and now they're down to a 3. Now, there's still some people up there 9 or 10 who are not going to come, but most of the rational ones that I spoke to said, hey, Libby Shaft, the politicians here suck. It was right here, set forever, and they couldn't do the deal, and we like Vegas. We like to travel and party in Vegas. I mean, it's Vegas. They didn't move to Tulsa, everybody. Okay, they're not in Santa Clara. They're in Vegas, and it's there to be a Raider party. It's a hub. It's a hub like an airport. It's an airport hub for the global Raider nation. Happens to be in Vegas, and everybody's welcome. And everybody who comes there has a blast, and it's a good time. And that's all we're trying to sell here is have a good time at a Raider game. Be responsible. Be nice to the neighbors. People are coming from out of town in a massive amount of other fans because they want to experience what we have here in Vegas, which is a better party, a good time. They're not looking for trouble. They're just coming here to have a good time and gamble and go to dinners and have fun. And, again, you don't have to be like Green Bay where you hug every one of them when they show up. But understand, people are coming here for a good time to watch a football game. It's a game. Treat everybody with respect at the game. And I think everyone's doing that at Allegiant Stadium. It's been a, it's been a lot of fun. And there's more development coming outside the stadium. There's going to be more opportunities for some really cool things that are brewing. It's going to be a lot of fun. Vic Tafer. At the top of the hour, a little bit past it. He's in the locker room now. And Vic's one of the great insiders we had. We tightened up the insiders. We think we have the best of the best. Vic is one of them from The Athletic. And then the two-part conversation, state of the team. My conversation in front of a number of fans that streamed. If you didn't see it on YouTube or Raiders.com, the state of the team with the head coach, Josh McDaniels, next hour. Welcome back to the JT The Brick Show, brought to you by Modelo, a proud sponsor of the Raiders and the official beer of fans with the fighting spirit. JT with you as we continue on. It's Friday. 
before the first regular game of the year as the Raiders take on the Chargers in Los Angeles. 125 is the kickoff. Pre- and post-game show, Compass Media Networks, Raider Nation Radio, live from M Resort. Spawn Casino, that will be at 11, and we'll take you up to Jason Horowitz and Lincoln Kennedy on the call. And then I'll have the post-game after that, and then I'll do my national show at night till 11 o'clock. Then I'll get up here, and I'll do Mondays. We're on Monday. You know, that's the big show. All week for me is Monday. What happens after I get off the post-game show and we come back here on Monday? Did the Raiders win or lose? Hopefully they win. It's a big celebration. If not, we've been able to be accountable and take your calls and see what needs to improve on. The Raiders are healthy. They're ready to roll, and they're pretty excited about this. Really excited about the opportunity in front of them. How excited is everybody to see Devontae Adams? To not see him at all, other than in warm-ups, to see him now go out there and play for the Raiders? How is Carr going to get him the ball quickly? What do you think is going to be the first play, Demond? the first reception for him? I'll go first. I think, it, I think it's got to be one of those quick little out routes, like eight-yard out, where everybody's backing up on him. He catches one out of bounds. Get him going with an eight-yarder before you go over the top. How do you think he gets the ball? Oh, my first reception for him, I think it's probably going to be more of a slant, one where he can put off those basketball moves that he likes to talk yeah. about. Like a, he jukes someone, jukes them in instead of out, and then catches something for a first down. Yeah, that'd be nice. And the same thing with Renfro. I want a little head fake from Renfro in the slot and him taking off over the middle. It'd be great to see. Derwin James is looming. He's out there, and he's looking to take someone's head off. So keep an eye on Derwin James. Hasn't been a big part of this rivalry yet. He's a great player. He's a really good player in this league, but the injuries and the times he's missed going up against the Raiders, uh, he's got to be pumped up to play in this game. Uh, saved Raider, thanks for calling into the show. What's happening on a Friday? Oh, man, first of all, I just want to thank you, JT, for um, being a part of the Raider Nation for all these years. You know, since the late 90s, you started off with George Atkinson, who was part of the Soul Patrol yes. back in the day. Yep, I'm uh, saved Raider. Reason why is because we are saved by grace through faith in Christ's atoning work on the cross. Saved Raider because I am a Raider, fa- uh, Raider fan, have been since the 70s. What I would like to see happen this Sunday with the Chargers is the Raiders step up the screen game. Love Chucky, love John Gruden. I don't know what it was that he just kind of stayed away from the screen uh, game last uh, when he was, you know, doing his thing. And Lincoln Kennedy stood up when we had a successful screen play. He yeah. stood up in the broadcast booth and applauded, and I was right there with him. I got it because it's like, where has that been? So I would like to see that this Sunday. I think that getting Josh Jacobs in uh, behind two or three blockers and just let him rip would be successful picking up chunk plays. And that's all I got right now from the Sage Raiders. And and I don't think, if I remember right, you like when we say, and I'm out. So in the yeah. words of the gangster, <laughs> I'm gone. Yeah, don't say I'm out after your phone call. That's what Ryan, C- they say that on the Ryan Seacrest show. We're, we're, we're the opposite of the Ryan Seacrest show, where they say I'm out at the end of that show. I don't know what's going to happen in the game. No clue. Uh, The screen game is really important to Josh McDaniels. It's huge because of the pass protection that he's trying to build. He's trying to build it. That's being a compliment. He's trying to build the pass protection. So the screen game is going to be huge, and Josh McDaniels has told all of us that's important, really important to his vision. We know his slot receiver work from New England. We know what he likes to do running the football, but the screen game is going to be very important and pass protection and chip blocking. So there's a lot there, but Gangster Raider and a couple of people said it, but he said it best. No one knows what's happening here. No one's seen the playbook. 
He hasn't shown anybody the playbook. Didn't see anything in the preseason. The Stars didn't play. Raiders have a number of stars on offense, and they're going to be unleashed in Los Angeles. And hopefully they have fresh legs, and they're ready to go in the second half when it's winning time. It's going to be a big deal because they're not in playoff. They're not in football shape in regards to game shape. They haven't played a game. So hopefully the conditioning and all that works out as the Raiders are healthy. Vic Tafer in about 10 minutes and the state of the team with Josh McDaniels' final hour.